no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> As we inch ever closer to the special 50th episode of the 40 Yard Switch, um, we sort of just keep plodding along, I guess. <laughs> I had something more special planned there, but I completely forgot what it was. Anyway, welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch. Uh, Wilbur's gone through an absolute fight to get here uh, through three different methods of public transport. Um, yeah, just to get home. Just to get home. Yeah. So how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I mean, these things happen sometimes and you, you roll with the punches. That's all you can do at the end of the day. Full credit to the boys. Full credit to the boys. 110% we go again next week. <laughs> um, fair bit going on uh, in, in, the, in the football world at the moment, uh, with, or at least with regards to the Premier League and the Champions League. Uh, we'll kick things off with the Premier League. Um, City Liverpool. I think we we both predicted Liverpool wins, but I think we also probably wouldn't have been overly surprised with the two all scoreline. Yeah, I think I, I think for me so, something that stood out is that Liverpool weren't quite as convincing as I as as, as I thought they were going to be. I yeah, think well they had an off day. Yeah, yeah. I think probably over the ninety minutes, Man City were probably probably deserved a little bit more than Liverpool did. Um, but yeah, just two moments of very, very good attacking from Liverpool. What did you, what did you make of it? I thought, yeah, I think, I I thought City were good, just didn't finish as well as they probably could have. And Liverpool weren't as good as they were against, they weren't as, Liverpool weren't as good as they were at Anfield. And the game as a whole wasn't quite as good as it was against at Anfield, but it was still a very good game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Liverpool slightly off the pace. City definitely had the lion's share of the, you know, big chances. Um, but yeah, like through either good goalkeeping or just a lack of cutting edge. Yeah, Allison played very, very well. Yeah, it's probably their probably their best, probably their best player. I'd say. I think that probably or, shows shows or, something about him or Van Dyke. I would have said, yeah, yeah. Van Dyke was, um, but it shows something about that. I think their performance generally that yeah, that, that was the case. Best. Yeah, for sure. But was, um, was was Trent found out a little bit? I thought first half, yeah, he was. He, I don't know if he was found out. It was just like an issue he's had in the past. Fell asleep a little bit for the Jesus goal, and was like, yeah, had struggled with Cancelo a bit. Or um, I, I, I don't know if he really struggled with Foden too much, but like I thought he handled Foden actually quite well. But Cancelo definitely had him on skates once or twice. But I thought second half, he whatever Klopp said to him, he was much better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, you, you got to be good for ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's. I mean, he definitely got found out, like, like you said, with with Gabby Je- uh, Jesus's goal. And yeah, there were times that Cancelo got past him, but I think, like we were saying off air, <clears throat> fullbacks get beaten sometimes. Yeah, Jal Cancelo gets beaten sometimes. Yeah, Reese James get beaten sometimes. I think just when it happens to Trent, people just seem to 
grab onto it. Yeah, it's because uh, there's this weird sort of mentality that unless you're, you know, odd as nails, flying a challenges type of, like, stout defender, you can't be considered the best right back in the world. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can in the modern era, definitely. And it's not like Trent's some terrible defender. Yes, he didn't defend. He didn't cover himself in glory for the Gab Jazzy score. No, no one's saying he did. And yes, he, you know, got, uh, you know, Jesus, oh, no, sorry, Jesus, uh, Cancelo, had, you know, put him on skates a couple of times. But in the modern era, you ha- you can you can be the best fullback in the world and be an okay defender. And Trent is an okay defender. I don't think he's a bad defender. I just think he's an okay defender. And Cancelo is the same. Cancelo is widely regarded as one of the best left backs in the world at the moment. Also, is an okay defender, not a very yeah. good defender. That yeah, they're not incredible, and like they are amongst the best fullbacks in the world, and they're more effective going forward and contributing to the team in that respect from fullback as well. Yeah, than they are from anywhere else. So exactly. Yeah, I thought um, it was another testament as well to how good Kevin De Bruyne is oh, and how yeah. good he has been for years. Um, it's like, it, yeah, I don't know. It sucks that he's just been injured at key times in years. He may have won the Ballon d'Or and also maybe the fact that City haven't won a Champions League has hindered him. But he's easily as be- as good as some of the players that have won the Ballon d'Or in the past few seasons, like without a doubt. Yeah, he's just so impactful and he's always impactful in, in big games as well. Yeah. And like City miss him in, in big games when, when he's not there, like, yeah. like the Champions League <clears> final. Yeah. He, he's probably worth another goal, that one he sort of dragged a little bit at the near post. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought Riyad Mahrez probably could have... Now, like, yes, the free kick, you know, it's just unlucky, but then that chance he had at the end where he could have chipped. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he tried to chip Allison, didn't have to, probably could have scored there. Um, but yeah, all in all, like in the grand scheme of things, it, like it doesn't. There's no real title title race implications that come from this. Yes, I'd say you'd rather probably rather be City because you're one point ahead still, and and yeah, but like kind of just like kind of exactly where we were before the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, we were talking at the end of last week about how there's nothing separating them and it's 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 still that case i think the one thing is i i would suspect that liverpool felt like they got away with one there though yeah no for sure especially with also tiago really got away with one there as well um yeah it could have been yellow carded three times only got yellow carded once uh yeah he's lucky to and there was the there was also the Fernandinho one, right? The Fabinho one. Fabinho, yeah. Fabinho, Fabinho yeah. one. Yeah. Which again, like I don't necessarily think is a red card, but if you're gonna like you've seen that given this season. Yeah. Or similar stuff. But you've a also seen similar situations st- springs to mind. Yeah. You've also seen other stuff not given, yeah, Harry Kane versus Robertson and the like. So who knows? Honestly, the refereeing like we've gone on about it for yonks, but the refereeing in the in the Premier League is just terrible. That being said, did think Anthony Taylor, aside from that, those little things, did ref on the whole pretty well throughout the ninety minutes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Those, you know, that's that's probably how it should be done. And then the reason that it's potentially bad is because there's been other instances where other refs have yeah. failed. To and he do is the probably right thing. The, probably him, and then slightly almost as good as him, Michael Oliver, are probably the only two refs that are worth their salt in the Premier League, in my opinion. 
yeah. rest, rest of them. And then obviously the bottom of the barrel is Paul Tierney, but he shouldn't even be refing in the championship. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to a week or not, like a week later from that game and a few days from now, they play each other again in the FA Cup. I don't really have much notes on this apart from the only question I would ask you is do they rotate squads or is it basically just a rematch a week later? I think I think City's squad will be rotated a bit especially because I mean they've played their best their best team last weekend and they're probably going to be putting all the yeah that they, they need to play their strongest team against Atletico Madrid because that's not not going not gonna to be an easy tie tomorrow morning and, and it is um at the Etihad again, this game. The, the, the Atletico. No, the Liverpool City game. Is in it? The, in the cup, yeah. True. Actually, no, sorry. No, I think it's Wembley. It's Wembley. Yeah, yeah, it's Wembley. Yeah. Talk out my ass. <laughs> Is, wait, uh, are they playing at the, the Etihad Metropolitano? The champion? No, they're playing uh, at... Oh, wait, that's a good question, actually. Um, they they are playing at the Metropolitano, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah basically, as I was saying, that's going to be a very, very tough game. And probably means a lot more to Pep than than the FA Cup semi final. Um, Whereas Liverpool probably have a chance to rest players against Benfica. You'd feel, yeah, not not rest too many, but like you know, if you've got safe, Salah's got a bit of a knock, you don't have to start him. Same with Mane, you know, like yeah, you can probably start Luis Diaz, give one of them a rest. Maybe Firmino start Firmino as well, give one of them a rest. Start Cater instead of one of the midfield three, like. Yeah, exactly. You'd want to be going up 3-1 against Benfica than you would 1-0 against Atletico Madrid with this game. And Liverpool are at home in this leg as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, to come back to the point, there's not not much separating them. But Um, the one thing you would say to split them would be probably the the slightly rotated teams, if anything. Yeah. But then again, you'd say that <laughs> Man City have a better squad depth to yes, be able to do true. it as well, because you know, you know, a, a lot of people thought, like we said last week, Mares probably should start over over Gabriel Jesus. But Pep Pep knows something we don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he scored five game five goals in five games against Liverpool at the Etihad. Oh right. Up until that. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough then. I think I saw that. That could be absolutely right. Yeah, hey, I back but... it. I back it. <laughs> Just say it with confidence. So maybe Mario starts in the Champions League tomorrow, and then Jesus comes back for the FA Cup game. Mm. Do we think Allison uh, and Edison rest in the FA Cup? So it's Kelleher and whoever the hell City have Zach Stefan or whatever. Scott Carson. Scott Carson, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I backed Liverpool a lot more if they got Kelleher compared to City's two backup keepers. Yeah. Do you play Nathan Ake in the I don't, FA Cup I, too? I, I don't see if the the risk is necessarily worth the the benefit of resting. You know, a keeper. Yeah. Like, I feel like they can get through, but yeah, I, I also think Ake could play and, and and do a perfectly good job. Yeah, I, I I think Kelleher has deserved playing in the FA Cup from how he played in the League Cup. So I would like to see that. He if, has been if, good. Yeah, I, I would like to see. Yeah, or you play. Actually, no, you you still play Allison tomorrow because a Champions League quarterfinal, even if you are three one up, is not a sure thing. Yeah, remember? Um, was that was that game? It was the quarterfinal against Atletico Madrid, 
and Adrian like yeah, shut the bed yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah, shut the bed. Yeah, you can't you can't be risking that. Yeah, so I'd play Callagher in the cut, but Allison again. Um, but yeah, I'd probably play Luis Diaz again. He was good against Benfica in the first leg. Uh, I'd probably play. I'd probably start Firmino, rest Jota. Um, Maybe even rest Salah and bring him off the bench, honestly. Because Salah, Salah is like, even when they rest a Mane or a Jota, they always start Salah. So you can bring yeah. him off the bench. Uh, it's just... Yeah. But in terms of the FA Cup game, I think this slightly tilts more in Liverpool's favour just because I think City value it less. Yeah. I know what you mean. I Though I, I, I do feel that after the weekend, City will also be backing themselves in quite a bit and they were better over the 90 minutes so are, are we going to make predictions yeah, for well, this? this game can't go to a draw so we have to okay. just pick one way or another I'm going to pick I'm going to pick City full time extra time penalties City extra time City extra time I'm picking Liverpool full time no, I'm picking Liverpool penalties. Penalties. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine to City in the ninety. City in the ninety. City in the ninety. Yeah, I got Liverpool, I got Liverpool to win on penalties. Um, okay, a nice bit of uh, diversity in uh, yeah, predictions the there. I like it. Very nice. Um, all right, moving on to probably a bigger story than the Liverpool City game over the weekend, which was Everton won Manchester United nil. Just not going to lie, low-key, saw this coming. <laughs> uh, if you've got messages I sent to Josh, if you've got messages I sent to the group chat with former guests Vinny and Yanni, Yannick, um, I said Everton were going to get something from this game. I, I felt it. I think I even said it when we were going through Everton's pictures a couple episodes ago. I said United are a shambles, and even if Everton in the, in the situation they are, they're just United are that bad that if on, on any given day... They could lose that game. They could. They can just not show and up. Boy, that's... did they not show up! <laughs> well, I think in particular Sancho and Ronaldo didn't show up. Like, what was that point in the game when me and Lily White were like, I literally didn't not realize Sancho was on the pitch, and this is in the 60th minute of the yeah. game. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I think the the, the 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 criminal three for me were Matic, Ronaldo, and Sancho. Yeah, I thought Matic got subbed off early because he was terrible. A long way off the pace and also just like not a good attitude out there either yeah and also like Mike Max Rezik uh, said when we, when we were watching the game with him and Lily White the, like it's a testament to, like, to how bad United are at the moment that they're starting a play like a washed Nemanja Matic yeah like he's not good enough he hasn't been good enough all season to play for them yeah yeah I think Rezik said there's there's probably not a worse midfielder in the, the top six teams no in, there isn't in England absolutely which is hard, and I think he was a good player. Like, yeah. I don't want to be too harsh to manage, but he's just past it. Yeah, like, he's, he's well, he was past it. it when they signed him, essentially, yeah. and it's gotten worse. But I, I don't want to take away too much from Everton as well. Like, while I don't think they played overly well on the ball, uh, defensively they were just so like stout, like defended really solidly. Yeah. Not to say that they were like overly challenged by United. There was just a lot of crosses into the box, but everything that they had to deal with, they dealt with well. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was a case of, you know, everyone out there played really well um, and, and worked really hard. But, you know, it, it was just one of those days where, you know, in, in the past few weeks, things haven't gone our way with handballs and this and that. But 
there was a few times there where United probably could have scored. Yeah. Um, and probably not that they deserved to score, but they got into a situation where you it know, could have dropped to someone and it didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it just it just went for us, and I think that, that was a big thing, especially coming off a loss to Burnley. Yeah, I was going to say just like yeah to keep it regardless of how bad United are to keep a clean sheet against a team containing Fernandez, uh, Ronaldo, etc. After shipping three goals against Burnley last game is a market improvement. Yeah. And I just think the the mentality turn, like we spoke about it in the last episode, I was saying, you know, if we beat Burnley, I reckon we're a chance to go into the United game and get a win. Like, it's a hard turnaround losing to Burnley, who are one spot behind you in the table and in the relegation um, relegation zone. zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they did really well. I think Alex Awobi, since Frank Lampard has, has come on board, has been really, really good. He ran more than anyone on the pitch, I saw. A start. Um, also, I gotta say, like, came straight back into the team, Alan, and didn't miss a beat. Oh yeah, Alan, like, yeah. just unbelievable. <laughs> also, Fabian Delft coming into a team yeah. that he hasn't he hasn't been involved in for a very long time was really good. He tackled well. His distribution thought, was was decent. Yeah, and um, on the defensive on the backline side, I think Mik- I said off air, but I think Mikalenko is finally starting to find his feet in that Everson team, which is which is good if you can if he can nail down that left back spot for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he. Um, I think he probably capitalised on a pretty subpar Aaron Wambasaka at the moment. He's going through a pretty tough spell of form. Um, but yeah, he's hundred percent dribble completion rate. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 yeah, like we were saying off air, hundred percent. Mikalenko getting a hundred percent, hundred percent dribble rate against Aaron Wambasaka is probably more of a comment on on the latter but considering that like John Joe Kenny was a right back was getting played over him in Mikalenko's early days at Everton is probably a testament to he's definitely improving as well yeah true but yeah like, to, to a man Everton were better all over the pitch than United were like I just don't think there's any two ways of, like like, yeah, like Dom like, maybe maybe Dom wasn't that much better than Ronaldo if, if at all but everywhere else to a man Everton were better than United I mean, at least Dom was running around after the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and laying challenges up the field. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so to move on from United possibly looking the worst they've looked this season, aside from when they got smashed 4-1, which is Ollie's last game against City. But then I reckon that, that game against Everton is a, is worse than City because City are just a, are a better team. Yeah, yeah. And that performance was just dire. But to move on from that... It seems like Eric Ten Hag is all but a done deal. David Ornstein reporting that there's a verbal agreement with Man United. Um, but the question remains, and we've talked about this in past episodes, United evidently, or at least in my opinion, need to tear it all down and build it back up. And will he be given the control uh, to do that? And will he be allowed to do that? Will the board you know, be like, cut their losses, yep, it's going to get worse before it gets better, and just sort of resign themselves to maybe not missing out on Europe for one or two seasons if it means in the long term they're better. Will they? Ha- will do they have their egos in check enough, the board and the powers that be, to do that? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think something with United that potentially is maybe like not misreported on, but it seems like a narrative around United is they change managers a lot. I feel like, you know, managers at United in recent times have had a decent amount of time. Like, Oli had 
almost three years. Yeah. People kept on saying giving him time, and he did get a lot, a lot of time. True, but like it was what like he got three years, but not in like a he didn't get given a lot of control. Yeah, the transfers or anything. It was just sort of let's throw money at it and you try and make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think United can do that anymore. Like, it, like people may disagree with me, but I don't think a deck like maybe at the start of the season a Declan Rice signing could have saved it. But I think now the toxicity of where that club is and the fact that you've got so many passengers and dead wood in that team, a Declan Rice signing now isn't going to save that team. You need to sell six, seven, eight players and you need to... I don't reckon you need to buy Declan Rice. I reckon, I reckon you need to invest in a cheaper but also good defensive midfielder option and then buy... A, a, with the 100 million, 120 million you could spend on Declan Rice, you could buy three or four pieces that would start a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree that I, yeah, I don't think Declan Rice is, is the answer to their, to their problems. Like, it's a very hard thing to come into the that that United team at the moment, and yeah, it needs to be built up. But yeah, on 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 Ten Hag and you know having time and, and investment, I'm pretty sure from what from what I've gleaned from Romano uh, Romano's tweets is that like he's he's come to United with a plan, and he wasn't he wasn't sort of um, willing to. Um, take the job unless there was full backing for that Yeah, he plan. wasn't going to like negotiate, you know, a little like, oh, but what about this? He's like, no, this is my idea. I want yeah. This. Yeah, okay. And, I, and I, like, I need full backing on this. Otherwise, I'm not going to take the job. Yeah. Because I, because think, I think, yeah, he's just, he seems like a pretty switched on guy. Yeah. Like he knows that it could be essentially the end of your legacy, not the end of your career. If you go to United and fail, yeah. you've seen Mourinho, um, Van Gaal, um, Ollie to an extent, not that he was ever yeah. going to have. A Only person legacy. that's sort of had a resurgence is David Moyes, but that was like we're talking like almost a decade later. Yeah, but I do think even with David Moyes, like you know, I think this guy is someone who's worked with Pep and you know has aspirations of being thought of as one of the best managers in the world. Yeah. Um, and if it goes wrong at United, then that's yeah, that's it. So yeah, and like I agree with you. I think he's a smart guy. He knows. I think he's well aware of how bad it's gotten at United, and he's like, "Okay, guys, if you want me, this is this. You guys are in the in the shit right now. I'm not going. Let's not sugarcoat it. This is bad, and I'm going to take over with this plan. But like, he probably knows it's going to get worse before it gets better. And yeah, I think it's time. Like, you know, United fans have had this sort of." air of superiority for years and even when the like the issues were starting to show throughout the past few seasons were still like no way Manchester United you know whatever it's I think it's time for them to cop what Liverpool copped what Arsenal copped what Chelsea copped for one or two seasons when they finished 10th like you're gonna have to miss out in Europe for a couple years for, for a year maybe two years you're gonna have to just roll with the punches be memed a bit like it happens it's the cyclical nature of football um yeah they've you know united fans have got this idea of like you know they like prestige that like they deserve to be there just because it's united just because it's united and they've got this secret formula that works but you know the secret formula was sir alex yeah and like i was talking <laughs> and it wasn't any bigger if you don't have the money um and you don't have the manager then you're yeah. just not going to be good and i was talking today with uh vincent and yannick again and Vincent was sending me some formations and teams that Sir Alex Ferguson put out that won like away ties against against Wolfsburg in the Champions League. Let, let me just get them up for you real quickly. 
Um, so like Sir Alex Ferguson during his tenure went away to Wolfsburg with the team that was Jisung Park, at, uh, Thomas Kuchak in goal, Jisung Park at right back, Darren Fletcher at centre back, Michael Carrick at centre back, Everett at left back, uh, Darren Gibson and Paul Scholes in midfield, Welbeck on the left, Nani on the right, Anderson in the middle, and Mike and an old Michael Owen up top. And they won away to Wolfsburg with that lineup. He also won a game with Wes Brown, uh, Van der Sar, um in goal, Wes Brown at right back, Chris Smalling, Vidic, Evra, Raphael at right mid, Darren Gibson, O'Shea as a centre mid pairing, Fabio at left mid, Rooney and Hernandez. Like, that's seven defenders in one team. Yeah. And he beat Arsenal. 2-0. Like, Sir Alex Ferguson, I, 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 I just like, Sir Alex, the, the gap between Sir Alex Ferguson and the next best manager in the greatest manager of all time list is like, significantly large in my yeah. opinion. Like, there's no other manager that could do that. Klopp's amazing. He couldn't do that. Yeah. And, like, that's... Yeah, like, when you say they have this procedure, like, the, the, the secret formula, that is the secret formula. Like, yeah. he is... He could work magic. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, it's it, it's unlikely to ever happen again because, you know, also, Fergie, the start of his career, was given a lot of time to build up and build up that prestige. At a club like Man United, it's, it's, it's never really going to... I feel like it's never really going to happen. Yeah, and like, like again. they were incredibly fortunate to have not only have him for twenty years, but like to ride through the moment, the the seasons when the squad may have not been at the level it was, you know, at when he had the Ronaldos and the Tevezes and all the the class of ninety two and the ninety nine treble and all that. Whereas now, like you've got a squad that is more expensive than any squad at Fergie ever, ever assembled. Assembled, I know inflation, whatever, but still. Um, and it's like, it's like you've had 30 almost 30 good years like it's time to just be like okay let's 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 just you know what's what, I don't know the, I don't know the phrase but let's just sort of cut the shit we're not going to be good for a little bit but in the long run if Ten Hag's given the control and can and can do what he wants to do I don't know if it's going to work out but my gut feeling is he's a good enough manager to to make it work yeah yeah and I, yeah, th- th- there must there must be a good plan there because I don't know they've they've offered him the job and I'm sure it's not a I'm sure it's not a small contract either. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll save the sort of speculation on um, who's going to be first to go and who's going to be first to bring in until the off season. But very interesting to see uh, how that help pans out for United and. It'd be it's exciting to see because you know hopefully we've got an, another manager in the Premier League that you know can sort of get to the heights that Klopp and um, Guardiola are currently yeah. sitting at, for sure. And you know with maybe, a more likable United team, yeah, exactly. And maybe once Pep leaves City, the the old uh, guard, the old top four return: Liverpool, Chelsea, United, and Arsenal. I'd love to see City slide. Yeah, I'd be great. love to see it. Um, moving on, we've got the next piece of sort of uh, notable Premier League news, which is Arsenal lose their second on the bounce after going quite well for quite a while. Uh, we've conceded five goals and only scored one in the past two games against Palace and Brighton. And I know I was bigging up Palace a couple of weeks ago, but uh, Palace's home form... They hadn't won a game in about six games at home, and Brighton uh, had won one game in their last eight before playing us. And classic Arsenal love playing other teams into form. <laughs> uh, and then, but of course, Palace in their very next game went and lost to Leicester. Uh, 
and who knows how well Brighton will do this week. If they lose this week, I'll just be... Anyway. But um, the notes I've got down on here is uh, lack of squad depth is showing, finally. Like, we were going great when everyone's fit, but if that's, that's, that's football. You can't keep everyone fit for very long. And, yeah, both our starting fullbacks out. Our, the best, our best midfielder is out. And um, our striker is really showing that, you know, while he can do a lot of stuff aside from scoring goals, he too is also looking leggy at the moment. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's, it's not just the injuries though, but like since the international break, there's just been like a lack of intensity. The, the, the speed of pass has just been way really slow. We've got players taking five touches on the ball and they usually, been earlier before the international break, they were taking two. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's worrying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I watched, I watched, I watched the first half of that of, of of the Arsenal Arsenal Brighton game, and yeah, there, there was really not much doing. They didn't pose much of a threat. Lacazette really struggled when the ball came up to him; like he was not able to hold on to and hold up play and, and wait for others to arrive. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't think Brighton are, are a terrible side, and but. Yeah, they've been in terrible form recently. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it 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 is a bad result. But but like you say, you know, the the, the squad depth isn't there because you, you guys are building something at the moment. Yeah, and like we we've sort of seen the heights of it in the last two months, but the project isn't quite there. And no. I think even at the height of it, Mikel Arteta was asked, you know, is is are you sort of getting close to where you want to be? And he's like, not even close. So. Yeah. You know, we were saying it like it's, it might not even be a good thing for Arsenal to get into into the the top European like leagues this season because they still are building building that squad. So I do think that, but at the same time, I think all of this hype recently, um, and then some of our tra- uh, rumored transfer targets, uh, it seemed to have been with the notion of that we thought we'd get back into the top four this season. And, and it's just like how well we'll be we'll be be able to get them if we miss out on it. But at the same time, I do agree with you that maybe Europa League. But then again, <laughs> Europa League football and Champions League football, regardless, like it's still it's still the same amount of games if you go, and potentially even more if we go further in the Europa League. So in terms of like squad rotation, you're still gonna still gonna be playing a European fixture midweek. So yeah. That's the thing, yeah. Like it's 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 going to be hard if you do get in. Like how many how many players are you realistically going to bring in in the off season that are going yeah. to make it that are going to fill that gap when you do have the midweek games? Yeah. Like, and yeah. yeah. Although one thing I do have to say is like, I I think I said has obviously turned it around massively since he he had his critiques at the start of the season, but I do also think that he still is prone to making really weird decisions sometimes. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, it's like an advanced statistic thing I saw that when we moved Shaka into midfield in the second half, he had 12, uh, forward passes, more than anyone else on the pitch in that 45 minute period. And also, so it's like, A, we need him in the midfield and B, you saw for Brighton's first goal, he shouldn't be playing left back because he's on, he's at halfway when they're getting played in. I know Nuno Tavares wasn't that good. But for me, not only because Shaq is not a left back, 
but also because you need Shaka in midfield, especially next to Sambi Lukonga, who's not experienced playing there. I, I think Nuno Tavares has to... You have to... If, if not Nuno Tavares, you have to play Saka there or someone else because Shaka at left-back makes us weaker in two areas, not just one. Mm. Which And that's like... And it's just... It's it's like... A, I, don't, I don't really get where this like... This idea that you can just shoehorn... Like he's done it before. You can just shoehorn this one player into this one position and it's going to work because it hasn't. And it doesn't, and it it doesn't just negatively impact us in terms of like him being out of position on the on the left side. It negatively impacts us in terms of our play style through the middle of the pitch. Yeah, I definitely take your point, but but I also feel that like you know, Nuno Tavares had a like pretty pretty poor game. Yeah, like and got and was res- like almost directly responsible for for, for two goals. Um, two goals. Yeah. Responsible for one, kind of at fault for the second. Yeah. And I just think, you know, Shaka's also had his critics in midfield this season. Like, I mean, you know, he's 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 sort of built into the season, but you wouldn't say he's like the answer to your problems in midfield. Either. I don't think he's the answer to our problems, but I think that he, if Party's not playing, he's very important in there. When part, if Party was playing, then... You can you can probably play him at left back and get away with it like we did in the second half against Palace. But if Party's not playing, you need one you, sort of you need one sort of senior figure in there because it was a midfield of Sambi, um, Smith Rowe and Odegaard. They're all twenty three or younger, like yeah. And also Odegaard and Smith Rowe don't have the defensive positioning or capabilities that um, a Shaka would have. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I just think maybe it's a bit of like hindsight, you know, H- hindsight making things a bit clearer because, you know, Tavares did have a poor game and if he if he played him and he'd made the mistake, then everyone would be like, you know. Yeah, but I did also say when the lineup was announced before the game, I didn't like Shaka at left back. Yeah, yeah. But, so. you know, but sometimes you have to go with those like, you know, you put someone, you know, like playing James Milner at fullback sometimes, you yeah. know. It's like you just put someone there who's a... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's just it's it's just like I'm like I'm not saying like oh you know Arteta it's all his fault type of thing. I just think that it's just it was just it was just a, an interesting decision for me and I and I wouldn't if Party's still injured for this game against Southampton I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. I would be just give Nuno Torres a go or give put Saka there and play Smith Rowe and Martinelli on the wings or even play Pepe like also like Pepe's. We've had this like Pepe's, in my opinion, especially with all the injuries we've got at the moment, has not been getting enough of a go. And if we're not careful, Martinelli or Saka will also burn out before the end of the season. Yeah. So, I think yeah, maybe it's not a hindsight thing, but maybe it's just a bit clearer now. And I suppose that the other thing is that Arteta is a very young manager who's still true. also learning. It's so. Very true. Yeah. Um, last point is, can they turn it around and still? Do I have top four? Uh, I'm not so convinced with our injuries at fullback and also with how well Tottenham are going because that's my next thing. Spurs are flying. Um, uh, but again, I, I wouldn't be happy, wouldn't be unhappy with a fifth finish, if I'm honest. So there's a few tricky games in there as well. Southampton, Chelsea, United, West Ham, Leeds. Yeah. And then a few more. And, that. Spurs, that's just the next and, five. and Spurs. Spurs towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. L- like you say, w- with Tottenham flying. Yeah. And Tottenham are flying. <laughs> yeah. Scoring, was, goal, scoring goals for fun at the moment. That was crazy. I think, 
Yeah, Aston Villa had a few chances. Yeah, it's one thing I've got noted is they're, they're still copying chances, but they're somehow not conceding, not conceding too many goals from any of those chances against every team they play against. So, I think I think one thing that we did say on this podcast when they signed Kulusevski is you know that might not be the the person that they need, and that still might be true. But he has been very 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 good, good yeah, like incredibly so, good. It's interesting to see if Juventus take him back though, because he's only on loan. Apparently, I I read something. I'm not sure if it was Romano or, but I I've read something that they're pushing to get him signed for around uh, 35 million. Interesting. Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> Surely yeah. they'll keep him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, because Spurs have got some tough games coming up. They got us at the end of the season. They got Liverpool. Um, they got Everton. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so, I think Everton's still a tough game in my opinion. I know they've been. Not so good, but if it, if it's if it's Everton or if it's Everton away, it's a tough game. Um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. At the moment, my pick is still for Spurs to finish fourth and Arsenal fifth, but um, we'll see how they go. Uh, finally, let's come around. Uh, let's circle round. <laughs> let's circle back to. <laughs> I was gonna say circle back, but then I realized I hadn't mentioned it before. Actually, no, I did mention it right at the start. The Champions League. Um, so we're, Real circ- Ma- we're circling back. Yeah, we are circling back. Yeah. Uh, so Real Madrid beat Chelsea in an extra time thriller. In- incredible game. Like I, wa- I, to be fair, I didn't watch the full game. I watched a, a, an extended highlights on I found on Reddit. But um, yeah, fascinating the way Chelsea came back into the way came back into that. Yeah, crazy a- away from home. Um, Timo Werner's looking like a changed player. What that goal <laughs> where he sat down like two Real Madrid yeah. players that was unreal. Yeah, and like he looked good in the Premier League recently as well. And yeah, Antonio Rudiger is just looking like one of the best sort of yeah one of the best leaders in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, like the way he's put on the team. I'm pretty sure he's he's captain, right? He was he captain on the night. No, I think Kante was. I saw I saw Kante had that armband on at some point. Anyway, anyway, um, but yeah, leader, yeah, yeah, he 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 did really, and well. more than made up for his error in the first leg, which allowed Benzema to score, or True. part error. It was also partly Mendy's fault, Mendy's fault as well. But, um, yeah. but yeah, and then but then to be fair, credit to Real Madrid for setting the ship and uh, a couple moments of individual brilliance to uh, win them that game in the end. That Modric, that Modric pass, absolutely beautiful, ridiculous, <laughs> and then also. Vinicius Jr., like not quite as good as the Modric ball, but like that poke out, sort of that chip, little chip cross to find Benzema, who again, seven goals in his past three games. Just um, absolutely rockets off his head. Yeah, <laughs> unreal. Uh, but yeah, hard for Chelsea. Um, I think harsh, but the right call for the VAR on Marcus Alonso's hand. Um, it's one of those ones where like it's harsh to call because you can't really get out of the way of it, but if it doesn't touch his hand, it doesn't sit like that for him to volley it so you kind of have to give it in my opinion yeah it's it's an unfair advantage I mean yeah it, it is a bit soft and I think if you're supporting Chelsea in that moment then it's very hard to see it the other way but it's probably it is probably there yeah but yeah um, just just an all time Champions League classic yeah and great that without the stupid away goals rule <laughs> I joke I joke I like the away goals rule <laughs> That uh, it was able to go to... Champ- to um, actually, it would have gone to extra time anyway. Yeah, because it was the same score. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. Never yeah. mind. Uh, but the- yeah, no, it was it was almost one of those classic, you know, Liverpool-Barcelona or PSG-Barcelona comebacks. But 
But alas, it wasn't. Still, still almost as interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm sure this means that Chelsea will smash uh, whoever they face in the Premier League this week because they did it last week to Southampton. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on the other side, uh, interestingly, Rezik made a point that in when, in when he guest hosted that no one really cares if Bayern loses. And the, all the news about Villarreal going through as they shockingly upset Bayern is about how cool it is for them. And to be, But to be fair, no one really cares that Bayern got knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> or at a, least, or at least, no one like memes them in the same way yeah. that you know an English team going up. Yeah, but I think that's because no one cares, really. Yeah, like they're just a, it's just a bit forgettable when they lose. Yeah, like yes, like yeah, they had. It's not like they got out like massively outplayed. They had chances. They didn't finish, and then you know Villarreal nabbed, and they even went ahead, and then Villarreal just came back and nabbed it at the end. Um, but yeah, Emery's Emery's. Uh, the cup side of his, the cup half of his teams, uh, seem to be incredible. Like obviously they're seventh in the Liga, so maybe I, I had a theory today that maybe his play style is a play style that, that is uh, effective in cup competitions, but maybe not sustainable over thirty-eight league game season. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't watch Villarreal play week in week out. So. Yeah, I think. Look, looking at the stats, to be fair, I, I, I didn't see heaps of this game, so I, I saw some extended highlights. But, you know, they it was almost 70-30 possession, 23 shots to four, four shots on target to one. Like, the one being, obviously, Villarreal's goal. Like, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think they ride their luck a little bit, but full credit to, like, a really, really good first leg that probably pulled them through. And yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, what a story! Just a shame. It's probably going to end when they play Liverpool in, in two weeks. Would you want to see them beat Liverpool? <laughs> Would that be a, a good enough story, or do we? I just, I just don't think they'll win it though. So like, like I think yeah, they lose true. to they lose to Real Madrid or City in um, the yeah, final. It'll anyway. just make so I'd, it, City and yeah. Reals. It, I I I want to see a City Liverpool Champions League final. I think that'll be incredible. Yeah, because um, like fighting on the league front, it's FA Cup semi final fighting on the Champions League front, just yeah, yeah, best two teams in the world. Um, but yeah, uh, the like, we're gonna talk quick briefly about the two games that are tomorrow. Um, even though by the time we post this, these games will have happened. But as we've already said in past episodes, we don't care. Uh, we're gonna talk about it anyway. <laughs> uh, Atletico Madrid hosting Manchester City. Uh, tough game, like you said already, uh, for City, uh, holding a slender one nil lead. Uh, but the Spanish Burnley, uh, I don't think will win this game somehow. Yeah, I, it's just not set up for them. Hey, yeah, like in when they played when they played United, they need one goal. They yeah. get one goal and they sit behind the ball. Yeah, I think it's going to be very hard to, you know. Play expand like they're not used to being expansive and having to do that against this Manchester City side will be very hard. Very hard, and I think City will be well up for it. Um, and City, while they're a team that don't often uh, hit on the break, if uh, Atletico do try and come out, they can hit on the break very effectively. Um, so yeah, I I. I I don't even really see Atletico getting a goal here, to be honest. Like, it's gonna be a one nil or a two nil probably to City for me. But 
Yeah, I'll say. You can't agree with me. It's fine. <laughs> Two one. Two one. Okay. I want to agree. With you. <laughs> uh, um, and then we've got Liverpool versus Benfica again. Uh, even if they do rest a couple of players for the City game, I do. I do still see them winning. They're they're a cut above Benfica. Um, uh, they, they they rested players um, against them last week. Canate came in, Diaz came in, um, and uh, probably a few others. Yeah, um, but I feel like yeah they'll they'll be rotating players in this one, like we said before. It might be a bit of a more slender win than than last time out. So yeah, like for sure, one nil. I reckon. So yeah, last time out they played Diaz, they played Cater for Henderson, and they played Canate for Matip. Um, probably do the same thing again. Maybe even chuck a Minamino in there as well if you're feeling fancy. Yeah, or an Origi up top. Um, actually, I wouldn't mind seeing Origi up top. Actually, I reckon he can do a job for one game there. You chuck Diaz and Origi in for one of Jota Salamane, two of Jota Salamane. You bring Cater in for one of the probably Tiago, maybe I don't know. Uh, and then you. Uh, bring Canate in again, and they can they can still win that game with that with that lineup. Definitely, I think yeah they'll. It's it's not going to be a super exciting tie. I think no. Liverpool just get the job done. Yeah, and then we'll come back next week to preview some uh, Champions League Champions semi-finals. League semifinals. Huge, it's all, yeah, it's all heating up. It's all heating up, and yes, this is the business end of the season with under ten games to go in the Premier League, semi-finals in the FA Cups, quarter-finals, and almost semi-finals in the Champions League. Uh, yes, all to play for. Um, but yes, that is all from us for now. Um, we will be back next week to uh, hopefully an, an Arsenal win and another Everton win and uh, some Champions League semi-finals. And that's all I'll say for now, because <laughs> I've said I've I've, I've hinted at, I've hinted at a guest three times in the past uh, three weeks, and it hasn't happened. But well, uh, hopefully, you never know. Touch anyway, wood. touch wood. Uh, as always, uh, I'm Woodson. He's been Wilby, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Oh yeah, and follow us on the socials and the Spotify and all that. Yeah, too. All right, thanks. Bye.